2.4. Focus on membership in multiple communities. A fourth approach steps away from the state-centric, single-arena approach that underpins most work on governance and development. Both scholars working on hybridity of governance and those studying intersectionality recognize that individuals act within various competing arenas of authority, and they pay great attention to how these arenas affect the distribution of power across actors. These scholars thus provide an important critique of the dominant approaches and a basis for advocacy. However, they do not offer guidance on how competing arenas of authority or the institutions within them affect the choices individuals make and the outcomes that ensue. Most theorists of hybridity reject binaries of state and non-state actors, traditional and modern, local and international. They examine a range of governance processes from dispute resolution and peacebuilding to welfare provision. Importantly, they argue that governance outcomes are never simply a mix of two otherwise pure forms, but are perennial ongoing processes of amalgamation and dissolution. They produce what Galvin calls institutional syncretism, in which structures from different arenas, as I call them, are transformed and combined to create new institutions. This view recognizes the importance of various arenas, but it sees them in terms of synthesis rather than competition. Other scholars recognize the competition among various arenas. As Cleaver, Franks, Mganga, and Hall argue, real governance is formed, negotiated, and contested in the street, the clinic, the market, and the press, as well as in the formalized public decision-making arenas of community and local government. This view of governance as institutional bricolage sees governance as shaped by multiple arenas and related institutions, but it does not seek to explore the impact of arenas and related institutions systematically. The study of intersectionality also acknowledges the importance of multiple communities which place demands upon and shape individuals' actions. Intersectionality grew out of feminist theories of gender and race, bringing to the fore the insight that women and others are members of multiple communities and subject to various power structures. As Kimberly Crenshaw argued, the dominant conceptions of discrimination and inequality portrayed disadvantage as located on a single axis, e.g. class, race, or gender, and thus ignored important intergroup differences. African-American and Caucasian women are all women, but African-American women are doubly disadvantaged, subordinate in both class and race. The power dynamics of gender, class, race, and other communities that come into play yield experiences that are distinct, not simply the additive experience of various discriminations. Scholars of intersectionality thus emphasize lived experiences and explore how individuals' multiple identities affect their experience with discrimination and inequality. Competing arenas of authority are at work in many of these analyses, although not explicitly recognized as such. Acker, for instance, gives the example of hiring practices, which have assumptions that may be based on race, class, and gender. Antheus points to societal arenas, considering inequalities of women within the public domain as well as within their own families. These approaches yield important lessons, but they stop short of providing guidance on how to determine which arenas of authority are salient and to what effect. Scholars of hybridity and intersectionality point to how individuals' membership in different communities affects their power and experience. 
However, by emphasizing the complexity of institutions, they do not provide guidance to determine which arenas of authority or communities matter and when. Nor do they pay explicit attention to the social institutions within these arenas. Moreover, many working in this vein resist the development of a positivist framework. For some, the goal is descriptive, not prescriptive. It is to understand the hybrid nature of governance, the ways in which power is embedded within it, and how it is shaped and reshaped. They provide an important tool for greater understanding and advocacy, but not a framework that helps to reconcile extant findings, guide future research, and inform development actors.